1: your life have you seen anything like that welcome to episode 36 of the break 80 podcast uh, I've got a little extra pep in my step today boys after on uh, kneeling the winner of the sony open this week we can get into that a little bit before, uh, later here but before we do I need to say that I'm joined by Mike and Tim tonight. Are you guys ready to give up? Or are you ready to continue?
3: It's a long season, long season. You never, never, never think you're gonna you're gonna beat the defending champ this easy. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about picks or just in general. You
0: know,
1: <laughs> anything, anything. I like winning in anything. So regular golf two counts, I suppose. But uh, we've got a lot on the plate here. We've got uh, – we're going to talk a little bit. We have some Q&As. We've got the Sony Open coming up to, to chat about. That just recently happened. We've got the new tournament coming on this week, the American Express. We'll go over our picks. Um, we're going to do some picks of the DP World Tours. That's a, a bigger tournament this week. Uh, Mike wants to share a little story of the, uh, the Corn Ferry Tour kicked off, and they're playing at a place that has some, some history that he wants to share. So we'll talk about that. Um, and then we've got an interview with uh, – a guy that's known for his, um, I should say, expertise in the Myrtle Beach area. Tim did an interview with him, named the Salty Golfer. Great follow on Instagram um, to kind of cap things off. So a lot on the plate today. I want to start with, though, some golf news. Uh, I think anybody can can say that's a golf fan. We love our golf content. And I think uh, knowing that Netflix followed professional golf last year gets everybody pretty hyped. Um, The trailer came out knowing that. Most likely, you know, you think about drama in a season, it cannot be a better off season, or I should say season to follow than this year with having the Live Tour come up, um, Netflix following them. I don't know if we've had this, had this kind of drama since, you know, Tiger Woods was getting nine irons thrown at them. Um, so it'll be really fun interesting. I'm excited. I mean, drama is what sells. Anything that sells, whether it be football games, whether it be Desperate Housewives, whatever you call it, drama sells. So I'm excited for it. What do you guys think?
3: I saw on the trailer, somebody was throwing a chair or something in a locker room at one point. I just don't, I don't, how do you keep, how do you keep the, uh, if not the camera, the, the microphone away from speed when he's just berating Michael Greller and, and whining <laughs> about missing shots and stuff.
1: I think. Well, at least Bubba wasn't featured. Yeah.
3: They're
0: going to fall. Least Bubba wasn't love. featured. And, uh, one good thing, it's coming out on the 15th. I hope it drops at midnight. That way I have something to stay up late for, for, for Valentine's.
3: Oh, oh Timmy, oh. you won't have, have a oh. date that night? Oh. And he, you'll, you'll be up busy. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm available. I got nothing Maybe, go. maybe, you know, maybe, maybe after
3: I, after I take the lady out for dinner or something, I'll come over and, and cozy up on the couch. We'll <laughs> <No, that's right. laughs> bring some chocolates for you, Timmy. Well, I will say I actually, um, you
1: know, one of the listeners commented to, you know, maybe bring this up. But I did want to watch. I watched a little bit today of Breakpoint, which is the tennis version. Um, you know, it all depends on how they want to capture the year. I mean, how they show it. I mean, it's it's very much up in the you know arms of the producers how they're going to portray what happened. I mean, that's going to be a big part of it. Obviously, the content of what happened is already there. Framework is set. How will they show it is one another thing. So, I don't know. Be interesting. I can say that the Breakpoint one. You know, they really do a nice job of trying to capture the per- people with the most personalities. So obviously, if anybody's a tennis follower out there, I- <clears throat> I'm a former tennis player myself. Um, Nick Kyrgios, if you ever know who he is, is very much a huge personality in the tennis world. And they do, a, you know, they, they follow him a decent amount. And I think that's the reason why, because people enjoy that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting. Are they going to follow? You're probably not going to hear a lot from, you know, some of the more boring personalities just because they want to sell. No, I don't know who would you consider with the boring personality in golf. Um, I mean, who would be your pick for the most boring?
0: Dustin Johnson, and he is uh, on doesn't... here, but he's so... on the you
1: know he's he's but he's but he's interesting in a way because he's, he's he married Paulina, so that's already.
0: Well, it depends how in depth this Netflix special goes. Because <laughs> the Dustin Johnson from the early mid two thousands, I'd watch. Did they all day did, long.
3: Was there a camera in the Augusta house when he was on coke and fell down the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it started that early. Yet, but but uh, I th- there's an I think, NDA on that one. I think for the listeners who maybe don't want to watch um, Break Point, you could easily watch an all time classic, Point Break. I would watch Point Break many times over then watch break point with some tennis guys you got Patrick Swayze you got (laughs) you got you got the the, the dead presidents Robin Banks you got Johnny Utah saving the day you got Tim's idol Gary Busey you got you got everything in point break it's an all-time banger yeah
1: man they should just follow Gary Busey for a day that would be something else That'd be content in itself. We
3: could probably get him on the pod. Is he still even alive? Is, if he's dropped that far on Stature, he'd come on our podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I just loved him from, um, that was my some of my favorite Gary Busey moments. I'm trying to think of some of them classics, but yeah, he's he been, can't be doing well.
3: Him and Nick Nolte are two just classic. Oh, I love guys.
1: me some Nick. No, that classic one. That's guys. the one with uh, what was the the, the college basketball recruiting Blue one? Blue Chips. Yeah. All time classic when he just one.
3: punts the fucking ball into the crowd against <laughs> Indiana. Yeah. Snacks in that Nolte. one. Yeah, Good Lord. I could... Penny Hardaway.
0: Speaking yeah. of classics, I watched Fletch last night for about the fifth or sixth time.
3: All timer. Although Fletch lives maybe even better when he goes to Georgia. I don't know I, do. I learned a very
0: valuable lesson from Fletch and it's just you put it on the Underhill account when you're at the country Always. club you just you throw it on someone
3: else's account you the know young this basketball talk the youngsters will never get how great Chevy Chase is He's an all-timer you got Fletch Fletch lives Caddy Shack national lampoons spies like us just a ton of sweet bangers.
1: I mean, it's up for interpretation, but
0: (laughs) what came first Chevy Chase country club or Chevy Chase?
3: The country club. Well, of course. Yep. I would love to play. Would you love to play Chevy Chase country club with Ty Webb or Chevy Chase? That would be amazing.
1: I don't want to get too far off this basketball topic when I say this because we've not filmed Tim shooting 10 free throws yet.
3: There's still 0% that's, chance. That's no, the content. There is no way. As, some soon as, as soon as it gets nice outside, I'm bringing a ball, and, we go golfing <laughs> and we're going to find a court. There's no way in hell you make 9 out of 10 free throws. Whatever the hell you Just say. not one of those
0: triple or double rim
3: Yes. <laughs> There's no way you make 9 out of 10. 0% I, I, chance
0: got to be a single rim with a spring and not a not a chain net <laughs>
1: we're going to circle back to that for sure so well the hawaii swing if you can call it that i don't know if only two, two, two um you know uh, tournaments can be considered a swing but the hawaii swing finished up in Honolulu this week the sony open dog fight down the stretch with my boy uh, Siwoo kim narrowly edging out hayden buckley this is Siwoo's fourth pga tour win and I got to say, I felt this one. I really did. I think it uh, – I just felt like he's kind of a player. I, I don't know. He's got four wins, and they all kind of seem somewhat random. He's got the Wyndham Players Championship, um, the American Express this week.
3: Yep, back-to-back. Back. Um, that's one this week.
1: Yep, and then now the Sony. And I don't know what kind of course really fits him, but he just pops up. And, and you know, I think what's kind of interesting to me, you know, he, he did chip in on 17. Um, he did birdie 18. He, he finished strong, but when you watch Siwoo, you don't really think about um, you know much personality there. He's very kind of quiet mannered guy. And I I just remember from the driver off the deck shot that he hit at the Players Championship. That's really all. But then he had the the President's Cup, which was huge for him. That's where we kind of got to know him a little bit better. He's doing like the cocky shushing the Americans, which I thought was pretty sweet for the moment. Um, when you're, you know, getting, he, he when you're getting
3: your when you're getting your ass kicked, it's kind of like the old celebration you know in the football game when you're down 41 to six and you're celebrating touchdowns or,
1: or you make a steal and a dunk and you're still losing by 20 yeah but uh but then he also wore like this funky outfit this weekend too that kind of he's trying to show a little bit of personality which i enjoy so we're, i don't know we kind of got led into his his um i don't know his character a little bit which is nice because i really feel like you know some of the especially you know the, the korean you know language barriers we don't hear a lot from them in terms of interviews and stuff. It's really fun to see the personality come out on the golf course. But, um, yeah, he closed it out, got me a big win. Um, I don't know. That's about all I got from the tournament. You guys want to add to it?
3: Well, his clothes were – his shirt there the last day um, was was louder than his personality for sure, but he did not um, take the cake for loudest outfit. That was uh, your Olympic – Medalist, what did what did Rory Sabatini get? <laughs> silver. Your Olympic silver medalist, Rory Sabatini went like full tourist mode, and he had on like the white lotus. You know, if you've seen that show, White Lotus, he had like the, he had like the just Hawaiian print to the max,
1: just Magnum PI, just solving mysteries on <laughs> yeah. the course. Yeah,
3: just Tom Selk he would just show up with a mustache,
1: that
0: been baller. <laughs> yes, I I liked that outfit. I thought the the white hat, white pant combo was was a pretty good look for Hawaii. There was a lot of it there was
3: There were some interesting outfit takes. JJ Spawn had the untucked shirt rolling and he played really well. Uh not Adam Scott, of course, who went just straight up monochrome yet again. Uh he was like khaki, 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 khaki the one day. You know, the, the the
1: mustache reminds me of I don't know if you guys saw much of the golf channel, but Johnson Wagner was on it. He was really just good. A, yeah, it was really good. I thought I thought he did a nice job. When I saw him though, it reminded me of um uh, Ron Burgundy. Like I couldn't like not see the mustache when he's behind this. That's all I could think about was when I heard him speak was Ron Burgundy. Uh, Ron Burgundy. Look, but... <laughs> 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 reading the teleprompter. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, he did really well this week too. So I don't know. I mean, the golf is golf. I, I'll be honest with you. I just, I think the ratings are down overall. Um, you know, that's going back to, you know, comparing to last year. I, I think obviously football is always going to be a factor. I know I love golf as much as anybody. I mean, you're gonna catch me watch watching golf most of the time, but I need to be eased into golf. I'm still kind of into the football mode playoffs.
3: Yeah, um, but you know, it. it's either
1: for the super sickos or the you know huge better you know bet people that are gonna be watching a lot of your your golf tournaments this this early. But, um, but yeah, I don't know why it's down a little bit. I'm not sure what the
3: realistically, if you're a huge golf better, you're probably betting on football games too. So you're, <laughs> you're still watching that. The, the NFL is king. I mean, it just is you look at the product they roll out there almost every one of those playoff games was pretty close you know within a touchdown we're not going to even we're not going to talk about the vikings hmm. we're going to get we're going to give that 48 hours there you know and we'll see if they fire the d coordinator uh but they the nfl puts out such a good product It's just always it's always exciting always entertaining it's just you know it's just the king
1: yeah i agree um well, the thing about, too, is that Sony's not an elevated, and the century was. And even the century that was elevated was down quite a bit. And I think I think a lot of it was um, th- Thursday, Friday down. So I don't know what the impact of that is. And I think a lot of people maybe also be going back to work. I don't know if, you know, last year there was still a lot of people working at home, maybe watching while they work. I don't really know the answers to it, but it is down. I know Tim's kind of got a smile there because, you know, that's his... It's, he's he's a big live guy, and he's he wants the PGA tour to go down. But I don't have the answers.
3: I think traditionally, next week is when people start tuning in a little more with Tory Pines, the farmers, because you go what where do they go? Farmers? Is it farmers then Pebble or do they go Riviera? Farmers Riviera. There's a there's a really nice stretch of golf here coming up, um, and I think that kind of seems to me is almost like the kickoff more than these the Hawaii and the Palm Springs event.
0: Yep, so to go Farmers, AT&T, and then what a lot of people really think is the kickoff is the Phoenix. Oh, yeah, management,
3: the and then they go back to Riviera, is that what they do? Then they go to Riv, and then, yeah. they're, then they're Honda. So it's a really good, like, these next four weeks are really good. I mean, the Phoenix golf course isn't good, but the, it's an exciting event. And then the other three, you got, you know, really famous golf courses, so.
1: That's a great stretch of golf right there. Yeah. A lot of cool golf courses, too. So, I mean, you get to see the.
3: Oh, Riviera's a you know, the- the top. That's yeah, a top five non-major event for me to watch. And that's kind of even, what I
1: am saying, though. Like, Riviera's got, like, a whole, like, oh, I know this hole. Like, you've got hole 10. Really cool at Riviera, right? Yeah. Played, And like, that's what I was kind of trying to talk about in the Hawaii. Like, I don't see a lot of those kinds of types. You know, I don't see water coming to play like you do at Pebble. I don't see yeah. just basically a carve it one way at Sony. At the plantation course, it's bombs away, let it roll forever. I mean, that's just kind of all I see when I watch it. Um, even PGA West has. If you guys can see Mike's background, has the old surrounded island hole on seventeen. The
0: Alcatraz. Well,
1: what they call it? It?
3: We're, we're here on the yep. tower at hole seventeen. This <laughs> course at PGA West. <laughs> well, it's nice because what well, we've got
0: three courses to view this week, and then Farmers will get split between North South, so we yep. get two courses for
3: the, first, for the first two rounds.
0: Yep, and then AT and T will have two. No, or is it three? I. Are they gonna have it ready we should do by
1: three, then? Don't they? Oh, I guess that who knows what happened there.
3: I well, think Monterey, Monterey got pretty torched by yeah, waves, but, but it, did you see the country club what they did to that in a matter of days? They had it I back. did they had it back looking like damn near perfect. It was crazy. I did
0: so hopefully that'll be okay. But then you've got three courses there uh to watch. So you get this great diversity of courses before you head into waste management and Genesis. So it's it's my one of my favorite stretches of golf just because it's the only time you really get that much course diversity. However, you don't necessarily get to see enough of spy class. In my opinion, you don't necessarily get to see um, a, a bunch of both of North and South. Uh, and we won't see all of, all of La Quinta versus what we'll see at PGA West when they go
3: out there. I will say, and we can leave some of my stories from till next week, having played like Torrey pine South for overrated golf course. I think the North core, a lot of people say the North Course is actually better, but we can talk about that next week. What do you, I
1: mean, I, real quick before we get to, uh, you know, our recap of how our picks went this week. What, what do you guys think of a tournament that uses multiple courses?
3: Uh, you, I like your it. thoughts. Yeah.
1: I know, I know the break 80 podcast major was multiple courses this year. I don't just, yeah,
3: yeah we, that's how we do things, but yeah, I, I don't and know. Like the pro, I, don't, I wonder if the pros like it.
1: I think they, yeah, I mean, I, in I, terms of the tee times would be nice. I mean,
0: you could all go out around the same time every yeah. day, get a, get kind of the same weather, um, albeit at different courses. I, I would think they'd like it more because if you're on property, Spyglass is 10 minutes from Pebble, is 10 minutes from Monterey.
3: I'm torn on that because I wonder, they're, they're so good and they can get so dialed playing that same course over and over again. They can get so dialed into it. And I don't know, but they, they shoot low scores at this one at the American Express. It's... When we get to picks here, I'll talk about it, but they light this place up.
1: And that's three courses to prep for, too. You know, if you're playing it for the first time, that's a lot of prep work for your caddies.
3: Make them work. Make them work.
1: So that's probably a con of it, too. But, you know, pro is just being able to, you know... Fire away at different courses, see different things. You know, I can see that playing sometimes four courses can get a little bit the same course can get kind of monotonous over four rounds. But anyways, Mike, do you want to give us a recap on how picks went this week? Give us a little update oh, here.
3: Were oh, horrible. rushing into this one. Huh? Picks went horrible this week for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh Jeff picked Siwoo Kim as at at plus 4, or plus uh yeah, plus four thousand to win, which he fucking did. chipping in on 17 and and burning 18 which i'm actually before we get this i'm amazed that buckley held up as well as he did did you see his golf swing with like the driver he's swinging it like you're teaching somebody to like stay on plane like he lifts the club and kind of hinges and then rips it it's crazy um but let's see with that win we don't need to go we don't need to go into the other ones really jeff was uh Plus $3,778.74. Uh, your other one you got right was posting over Woodland. You really you really should, should
0: have game. gone to the casino with that one, Jeff.
3: All yeah. the other picks were no good. I was in second. Corey Connors did make a valiant run for me a little bit, the Canadian. He got all the way up to like 12th place like that after a slow start. But I did have Maverick McNeely in the top 10. So I won that one. And I did have Corey Connors over Tom Hoagie, which you guys did not. So I was positive $155 and 76 cents. Timmy mm. had pretty much everything wrong, except mm-hmm. for he had uh you guys both had posted over Woodland. Tim was negative 321.76. So both Tim and I have dug a we were in a hole to start the year. So I, I got some big plays this week, though. Big plays. It's an investment, it's an investment Comebacks, comeback season right away out the, out the gates.
1: Sounds like Timmy you know, needs to do a little valeting here to get...
3: <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you just don't build any character if you win right away. That's the thing.
0: <laughs> you, just, you you don't want to see their early W because you don't really find who you are as a person.
3: Yeah, you got a little suffering. A little suffering matters.
0: <laughs> well,
1: we hit to the American Express, and as we mentioned, it's a bunch of a bunch of courses. I guess the, the one that they played twice is the PGA West course uh, in La Quinta, California. Yeah, um, by Palm Springs Their our twice. stadium course there. A Pete Dye design, so Timmy's got, you know, instantly excited about that. I'm sure. What do you think about that, Tim?
0: It's it's pretty wide. I mean, they're known for two things. They're known for Alcatraz, which Mike has up. If you're on our, our new YouTube page, yeah, YouTube will be coming uh, here. And then also that mega bunker, which it's kind of one of those things you just got to go down there and and hit out of it. Uh, but. I have to be honest, not not quite the the standard Pete die where it's it's super challenging like a uh, uh, sawgrass is or um, a harbor town. It's a little bit more open off the tee, a little forgiving, uh, and and Mike will attest to some of the low scores that are seen.
3: Yeah, but again, we...
0: kind of cool to see some diversity with the Nicholas course and then the the Country Club.
3: Yeah, it's super low scoring. Every winner since 2007, 2007. So for the last like 15 years has been at 20 under or better. So it's, they, they light it up here. You know, I don't know. I'm assuming it's, you got two rounds of the stadium course, So they light it up there too. I think, I think Zalatoris shot 61 last year in one of the rounds.
1: If Hudson Swafford can rip 23 under par, I'm sure it's, it's not as, as hard as Pete Dye intended.
3: Yeah. And it, it's kind of, uh, It's more of a – it's not long. It's like it plays, I think, on the stadium course at least because they have three different – but the main course plays under like 7,200 yards, I think, which um, it's the only – Swafford and John Rahm won one year. But besides that, like the last 10 years, a lot of the winners are more like ball striker kind of guys, you know. That, that hit a lot, hit it pretty straight. Cause I think a lot of the par fives out there are forced layups. You can't go for some of them and stuff like that. So it takes, it takes the driver out of the hand of the longer hit players. So it's kind of, it widens the field a little bit for a lot of different kind of winners and a lot of first time winners.
0: Yep. It really does have a, a sawgrass feel coming down the last stretch. So whole 16 is a, is a 600 yard par five with again, that, that huge bunker. Um, If you Google it, you'll see a bunch of clips of of, a few guys ended up down there and attempting to sprint up the hill uh, to usually failure on their part. Then it goes into a fairly short for the pros par three that looks a lot like Sawgrass 17 with with the rocks nicknamed Alcatraz. And then 18 finishes up with a shorter 439 yard par four with with water all down the, the left side, kind of reminiscent of the 18th at TPC Sawgrass. So some really, um, crossover design elements. And in fact, originally Pete Dye didn't want to do Alcatraz. He thought the, the Island green would be the signature only for Sawgrass, wanted to kind of keep it that way, but the request from the ownership group there, um, really kind of forced his hand and he ended up putting those rock formations around that Island just to give it a little bit different flavor. can attest, I would use those rocks to my absolute advantage. Definitely get that one on after bouncing off a couple.
1: Yep, yeah. He, he, for those folks that were following along, Tim did use the rocks in the Break Eighty Major last year a couple times. So um, he man. did still shoot a ninety-four. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been still, higher. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. yeah could have been worse. It was a two-man.
2: It
3: was a two-man race coming down the backstretch at uh, yeah. at, at Landman. So, well, I
0: we would t- have had we just played Landman. Would have been a tie at the top, Mike. Yeah, I, you know, they... I
3: know.
1: Remember, he only plays really well at good golf courses. I fanned uh,
3: so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it off total, total, just a complete meltdown that I was in mid round.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what it takes.
3: <laughs> well, I've got this kind of, I mean, part of the
1: trying to pick players that play well, um, you know, you kind of look in some of the stats. I think stroke gained approach is a big deal, um, putting on Bermuda, so looking up specific grass types. Um, birdies are better gained, um, opportunities gained, proximity 100 to 150 yards, a lot of scoring clubs used, and then par 5 scoring because you can see um, as, as kind of what uh, Mike was referring to, a lot of scoring clubs are going to be used where you got to get it pretty tight and make the putts. I think a lot of the greens are somewhat undulated too. you got to get certain parts of the green where you find little bowls or you've got to putt over a bowl or across a bowl. Um, can be kind of tricky too, so there could be some some uh, three putts out there. But um, let's get to the uh, the uh, framework, Mike. You want to get to the framework of this yep. week's picks?
3: Yeah, pretty basic again. Uh, we are we are going to do a winner. We're we're just gonna, we're just doing straight hundred dollar bets here again. We'll figure we'll we'll get a little more intricate as we go. Uh, a winner and a top ten pick uh, for both the PGA Tour at American Express and the DP world tour at, uh, in Abu Dhabi, which we'll talk about in a second. But so we got four different picks this week. So let's we'll, we'll start with the American express. We'll let Jeff go first. He's our, he's our money winner by a mile right now.
1: Well, like they say, when you get the big lead now, I'm kind of worried about it. Cause you know, when you get in a lot of sports, you get this big lead and what do you do? You get conservative, right? You start trying to, you know, run the ball. you start trying to run some clock. Um, and, and I'm going to say that I'm kind of doing that, but kind of not. I am going to pick Patrick Hanley, who's a very good golfer, obviously top ten golfer in the world, but his odds are not very good. His, his course history is great, but he's not coming in with amazing form. So his odds are, I think, plus eleven hundred, which you know that's pretty good, pretty good uh, win for a guy that's had a lot of lot of uh, success golfing at this course. But with the struggles going on, you know, I I can't quite uh, call how he's going to play, but I'm going to take that risk uh, with the top ten player in the world
3: well he got dumped by Hugo Boss he's, he's missing, he's, <laughs> missing a, he's missing a clothing sponsor i if you follow me on, on Short Side of golf on instagram i made a push when i saw this for uniqlo to make the all, the all-time dynamic duo you know monochrome madness adam scott and patrick cantley <laughs> the two most like boring same color dressers could be <laughs> under one umbrella at uniqlo they could have an entire an entire marketing scheme around this, but uh we'll see. Maybe he's picked up some That'd more sponsors. Fantastic.
0: And everything is just one shade off. So we can yeah, all notice. Just, it's, like, it's, it's amazing. It'll be the shirts and the pants right next to each other. Just one shade off every time.
1: Can, yeah. can, they, can they team up in Louisiana and be partners this year? They should. I oh mean, my God, yes. I
3: mean, Scotty, you know, Adam, Scott, Adam Scott is like the sexiest golfer in the world, according to most people or whatever. And he actually makes it look kind of like, okay, because he wears like, like pants that like fit properly, and Cantley just wears like giant like parachute pants, and just looks just looks horrible, <laughs> just terrible, terribly dressed. But Unique Loa is missing out on a huge opportunity here. But uh, okay, Tim, who do you got for a winner? Well, uh, you know, just like the Vikings, I'm gonna
0: have to come from behind, um, albeit I'll I'll have more success than them. Uh but I want to pick something that's tried and true. um, Someone that's done pretty well in this tournament in the past and uh, coming off a little bit of a a lackluster start at the, at the century. Uh, But I'm going to go Scotty Scheffler for my, my win.
3: Digging deep, digging Digging really deep deep (laughs) down the list there. I'm
0: in the hole. I just want to get back to even, and then we'll, we'll go big after that.
3: He must, can he, if with a win, can he get back to world number one again? He's got to be close. I do not know.
1: Yeah, I do not know about that.
3: All right. These two boys went plus 1100. They took two of the top favorites. I'm going way down the list Um, to my guy. We we have a personal connection. We drank a beer together. I trash talked about the Vikings because he was a season Seahawks fan. They played that night uh he he one hundred percent does not remember that, but I do uh, <laughs> um that's that's my guy, Joel Damon at plus nine thousand um it's his kind of event. He's a straight he's a very straight hitter. you know, he doesn't bomb it. you don't need to here. I'm looking at his stats for the 22-23 year, which is all in the fall because he didn't play in Hawaii, which is a might be a well, problem. He- Thirteen. He was the doing last... the shorties? He was. Yeah. He was
0: over at the shorties Tito thing. Losing. Yeah, we got. We to talk about.
3: We got to talk about mountain shadows for you on that trip before we get off here too. But uh, he, uh, yeah. So thirteen of the last fourteen winners in this tournament played at least one event in Hawaii. Uh, he did not. So so we're taking a little <laughs> shot in the dark here. Plus the plus nine thousand. But like he has all the metrics for this. Like strokes gained off the tees, twenty third. Strokes gains approach, he's twenty seventh. Around the green, thirty one uh T degree in 10th Stroski in total 26 he's really high ranked and everything putting he's 164th so we're banking on a hot week on the greens for Joel good ball striking at, or just hit it close Joel like you do and you won't have to worry about the putter so um that's where I'm going Joel Damon to win how about top 10s jeff
1: um i'm going to go with the guy that uh, it's the old if you can double dip current form and course history that's the ultimate goal, right? So I'm going with a guy that took uh fourteenth last year, took fourth last week, and David Lipsky. I think he's plus eight hundred. He's gonna lipsky out some putts <laughs> and, and not
3: wreck the top ten. As long as he gets a top ten. <laughs> he can lip
1: all the putts he wants.
3: Tim.
0: All right. Well, speaking of course knowledge, talking about a guy, it's uh this is gonna be the only tournament where he's returning to. So he's been brand new at everything up until this point no course knowledge um and that's Tom Kim. So this is this is going to be his first personal uh second lap at be, uh, at PJ West.
3: Should be a good course for him. Um you know, it's not long, it's tight. At some point maybe maybe before the Masters we're going to have to talk about Tom Kim and and can he how many majors could he win cuz he's very short. Like extremely short and the majors you know are always like 7600 yards like have you seen his driving distance he's hitting it like 270 well he'd like, he find at quail hollow didn't he yeah but that was they weren't playing it back at like at like pga championship distance though you know which i wonder about i mean he's an awesome player i'm sure he'll win one some point but doesn't that see doesn't it limit your opportunities when you're hitting two irons in and everybody else is hitting like eight irons in i mean i don't know anyway it's... we could talk about that later that's um, why you the major, Mike. We were hitting two
0: irons and you were hitting <laughs> yeah. we a iron.
3: Yeah, pick a better
1: course next time,
0: Tim. I mean, um, it's not
3: a, it's not a particularly long
0: course, right? Most no. of the most this of
3: the I'm talking about this one's good for Tom Kim. This oh yeah, a short tight course. I'm talking about majors, you know, down the road. Um, okay, anyway, I'm gonna go with a guy that literally statistics say he's got zero chance of doing anything here, <laughs> but. Um, but, and I don't even really know how his form is, but I do know that the scores here are always something around 20 under. This guy makes a lot of birdies, and that is Sahith Thigalak. Can he hold it together and get a top 10 finish? I think he can. He's a good Maybe. player. I mean, I think All he right. play well at any golf course. Abu Dhabi on the DP World Tour. Which, uh, if if you're do you guys, have you guys seen this golf course? It's sick. It's a like little 50, It's like top fifty in the world. Oh yeah, Born I mean a the golf, backdrop, I, The backdrop, Yas, really come Yas a long Links, or whatever it's called. It it looks amazing. If you are out there listening, Google Yas Links, and it looks awesome. Um, that's where they're playing the the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship, which has a decent field. Um. But yeah, the golf course looks amazing. Jeff, who do you got winning this thing?
0: I've got uh,
1: Shane Lowry. He took twelfth last year, one in two thousand nineteen. I guess enough said. I'm sticking with my formula: Re- course history, recent form. Um, I don't think he's played a lot of golf. I think he actually skipped him and Rory skipped the uh, the Hawaii swing or didn't play the elevated event or whatever in the Plantation course. So I, I don't really don't know his hundred percent current form, but he likes this place. I'm sure he's been. You know, drinking some cocktails and hitting some some golf balls. So, I'm going to yeah. go with it.
3: If he would have played in Hawaii, he would have been so fried, just sunburned, he wouldn't have been able to <laughs> play in, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that's
1: why Rory skipped, too. Anybody that yeah. the Irishman didn't like. Yeah. did like. Did Seamus Power play? Because he, he also would have been burnt.
3: Uh, Lowry's 14-1. to 1. T- Tim, and listeners are going to hate this pick. Tim, go. The listeners hate America? Oh, he's no longer Captain America. He's Captain right. America. <laughs>
0: He's Captain America. I want those odds. I need my live guys playing well. Uh, So we're going Patrick Reed in the uh, in the Arab Desert,
3: thirty-three to one. Um, Love that. Love that. Yeah, I think you know. Hopefully, it's hot there, but it's not. But it's a dry heat, so maybe the humidity will keep that his neck from swelling a little bit, so the choker won't the choker won't get too too tight on the neck. It's like a little sweat band. That's all it is. I'm gonna go with uh, Victor perez a lot of you may have no idea who victor perez is let me tell you a little something about victor perez last week at the hero cup which is a little match play they do over there with uh great britain and ireland versus europe he won three and a half out of four points he kicked ass he got second at the abu dhabi tournament before it but at a different golf course Always plays well in the Middle East. This guy this guy loves himself some Middle Eastern golf. So Victor Perez going out at 40 to 1 odds to win the whatever the hell this is called, Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. Mike swinging for
1: the fences. Love it.
3: Can you know, Matt, let's think about this. This is good. If I, what if I double dip the winners here? This whole thing's over for the year, boys. <laughs> and anyway. yeah, we
1: just start digging deep and reaching <laughs> is what we do. Uh,
3: uh, top 10 for Jeff.
1: Um, this name you might recognize. He played really well. Uh, he had the big lead in WGC event in Mexico a couple years back. Um, I don't really know recently where he's at, uh, how he's done, but I do know he took second last year. Shoebunker Sharma, as I think how you say that, and uh, great yeah, great golf name. I, I great golf name. I think he can. I think he can get me a top ten at ten to one.
3: Yeah, ten to one, Timmy.
0: Again, we're we're not we're not really stretching for anything outlandish <laughs> right now. Uh, we're really we're really staying in the guardrails. I have the bumpers up at bowling right now, pretty much. Um, we're going Terrell Hatton only because I don't think it's even other than a will of God that removes him from the tournament. I don't even think it's possible for him to not top ten. Uh and I really just need those those dollar bills right now back to yeah, the old account.
3: He's going off, folks, at six to four. This is this is the <laughs> this is the he's the favorite to win the tournament. But for one, well, him and fleetwood. This is the bet that if you're at the horse track, only like the pro betters that know no this guy's gonna win are betting. So Tim's really going out on a on a real limb at six to four odds here yep. to win next yep. to nothing. Well, I'm gonna go move. I'm gonna go with a guy I think everybody's heard of. He has, he's, he's not coming in at great form. Uh, I I don't even know if he's still alive to be honest, but he's playing in the field, I guess he must be. And that is Hao Tong Lee, uh, who is, who were taken at top 10 at 14 to one odds. And he has won twice in the desert before he's won the Dubai desert classic and the Saudi international. It may be his only two wins. I have no idea. Uh, but that's what we're going to go for a top 10 for Hao Tong. Those are the picks for episode
1: 36. All right. Some good picks out there. So following along, get those on your uh, PGA Tour app, star them up, um, see how they go this week. Uh, one thing I want to point out, another golf tournament that, that started this, I think it started on Sunday, is the Corn Fairy Tour. And uh, we had, uh, if you checked out episode 35, Frankie Sappin um, was on there. Um, he played in this event. Uh, unfortunately, he missed the cut. I think he shot plus four. was awful on the par fives. I think he went... You get three double bogeys on par fives, but, um, Ashley, Batia, very, uh, talented golfer lefty is in the lead at minus eight, but Mike want to tell a little story about this. It's called the Bahamas great Exuma classic at sandals, Emerald Bay.
3: Correct. And, and Frankie will bounce back. He's if you've never seen him play, he's a super talented golfer. He'll be just fine. Uh, but the golf course that are playing at is home to one of the wildest rounds of golf in, in modern golf history and you can and you can google this and it will show you on like youtube some video of it the 2017 greater exuma classic at in the bahamas where the the winds hit 40 plus miles an hour sustained and the scoring average like some guy shot two under for the four days it got nice like the the last two days or something like that the first two days i don't know two of the days were really nice but two of the days were insane wind and one day the, the average was 82 was the was the average <laughs> score in on a on a tour where normally the scores are absurdly low and I, i'm looking at an article here and um there was a guy playing he missed the cut he is quoted as say greg eason he was a college all-american at UCF he was a division one all american he didn't make the cut he shot 91.95 and they and they asked him about it at the end he said well I started with thirty six golf balls, and I ended with four. So a professional golfer lost thirty two fucking golf balls <laughs> yeah. in thirty six holes of golf, missing the cut, shot ninety one ninety five. And I, if you look up the the scores, like Sepp Straka, who was you know a pretty well known player on tour, he won the Honda last year. Did he win in the fall too? So, no, he lost to Zalatoris. He was in the playoff. He shot 85 like 88 brendan de shot 89 the wind was crazy one of the par fours the 12th hole averaged like 5.36 which is just insane I, I i heard this once somewhere as i read about it pros were like there was a crazy wind like 40 miles an hour on a par three crosswind pushing it towards the OB so they were intentionally hitting it into the water <laughs> on one side intentionally hitting it into the water on one side of the green so that they could take the drop try to get up on there and make a four because if he hit it anywhere in the air towards the green they would just push it out of bounds <laughs> so they were they were strategically laying up on some par threes it was just the most bizarre thing you can see there are some clips on YouTube from like the PGA Tour but they're not very good clips they're not clips of the of the crazy shots you know it's like it's like Tommy Ganey making a putt, you know, with, with like full rain gear on. It's like windy and rainy, but it would be better if they had some of the crazy wild shots because it's one of the most bizarre rounds and two rounds in professional golf history.
1: It sounds like fun, not.
3: No, not at all. Sounds
1: like some of my rounds out at the spring at uh, the classic. <laughs> yeah. <Brainerd.
3: laughs> Tyler, oh. t- Tom Lovelady shot 72 in that, in those elements, which is insane. And he called it like a top three round of his life. And this is like a guy who shot, you know, 60, I'm sure before many times.
1: Well, before we get to our interview with uh salty golfer, uh, we had another listener ask questions about winter sim leagues here in Minnesota. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, be honest. I don't know if any of us three have regularly played in winter sim leagues. Um, obviously they're, they're out there. Um, I'm sure there are some really good ones. Um, I think, Tim, I think you looked up some some ideas for him with that, or no?
0: Yeah, and, and I have played in a couple. So I've been okay. a part of um, a sim league through the St. Croix men's club out there. Uh, I've been a part of 3Jack, both their fall and winter league, and uh, X-Golf. So have done quite a few, along with doing kind of the sporadic Friday-Saturday tournaments, the one-dayers at Inside Edge. Unfortunately, if you're looking for leagues this late in the game, um, most of them have finalized for the winner. Most of the signups would have happened likely in either November or December. However, X-Golf does have um, shorter events. So two round events where there's a qualifying and then a championship flight uh, that they do have going now through the end of spring. So if you're just feeling the competitive bug, uh, a good way to to get that. and those are located at Apple Valley, Blaine, Champlin, Medina, and Woodbury. Um, the other place is going to be Inside Edge that does run specialty leagues, kind of one-offs on Friday, Saturday nights, um, or one-offs when they don't have enough people in. Uh, the other thing, and this is for the listeners, we're currently working on a possible break 80 league with 24 golf. What's nice about this is – if everything goes to plan, you'll have the flexibility to complete that round at kind of your leisure. You won't be beholden to a specific time. So you won't necessarily have to come in Tuesdays from seven to eight to get your round done. So long as you can complete it within that week or the week and a half time period uh, on the course that's selected, you'll be entered to to continue to compete against the the team or against the total group. However, it's matched up. Um, In addition, if, if those of you are looking for sim time, make sure to use your Break 80 discount code. Um, currently getting 25% off at Go Low Golf and the Minnesota Golf Lab out in Long Lake. Um, that 25% off is on Sims Time and uh, Club Fitting, along with what I just did, uh, which was I got my, my ferals redone with Hunter. So they look excellent, uh, but a great discount there through Break 80. Um, and then discounts going on right now for really the, the introductory membership at 24 golf. Uh, so can go, can go as low, um, as just four hours a month, um, for a super discounted price and can just play it at your leisure, at your leisure there. So t- a couple excellent ways to play, um, and a couple kind of last minute places to be competitive.
3: Otherwise just get your buddies together and go play around and golf and drink some beer and have a good time. Or reach out to us on social media. We'll come play. We'll come play on a sim with you sometime. For if sure. Somebody's and, like, if somebody's looking to play.
1: Yeah, and I also want to shout out. Um, if you know the, this, this company actually runs simulator leagues. If you if you if you look up Mulligan's Golf, not the simulator place, but Mulligan's Golf, that's what they do for for a living. I mean, that's. I think Alex Malmgrim is his name. Really cool dude. Um, I think his uh, Keith um, helps him too. Those two guys run all sorts of leagues, and that would be probably my recommendation if you're looking to get in the league get a hold of those guys they run them all over the cities um and i uh, can probably get you in if you need you know want to join so yep use those code break 80 and uh yeah hopefully we'll see you guys in a some similar some simulators this winter
3: well timmy won't need a simulator starting tomorrow oh
1: Tim's yeah where head- are you going timmy Tim's
3: heading to the southwest heading to scottsdale so we are uh
0: we're playing tomorrow um Get on the flight at 7 a.m., get there by 11, and and right before 1 o'clock, we'll be teeing off in the uh, Tuesday Skins
3: game. You have to get a bunch of content from that. So if – if uh, for the listeners, Tim, Tim and I played Mountain Shadows with a friend of ours, with Zach, in August. And Mountain Shadows is a par-3 course, uh, but the and the vibe, it's like old-school, 60s, 70s, like Palm Springs vibe, super cool, crazy greens, um incredibly overpriced tim what are you paying for a greens fee tomorrow at a par three course 110 <laughs> wow so you're paying more than like stone ridge here but they have on tuesdays this par three this league the skins league it's they have an instagram handle called arizona skins league and if you go on it there's professional golfers playing so tim is going to be donating money you know, to these guys, like I I looked up last week or two weeks ago, DJ Trahan got like second. And DJ Trahan, I looked him, him up, he's got like $11 million on like the PGA Tour and career earnings. And that Brady Calkins, that's the South, the Dakotas Tour kind of legend that played in the U.S. Open last year, he plays. And sometimes Max Homa will show up and Joel Damon, if they're around, they won't be this week, but um the, so it's it's like a bunch of stud golfers. They post the scores. So if Tim if Tim plays, I can't wait. Tim's going to social media. I mean, if, me. if you ever go on there and you look at some of the scores, some of these guys, it's just like a string of two, just circles, two, 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 two. It's some of these pros, and then there's going to be Tim, who I'm hoping, I'm hoping I don't still- want, I don't, I don't want to stir up any bad demons, but Tim's first like. Uh, we were we got right out this is right out of the car in the morning but before we played tim's first like four or five holes were just dead pulls left into almost off the property
0: <laughs> i was a little hungover that morning it just i needed a, a drink or two to get back on my feet but uh, after that it went well
3: should be good content so follow timmy cause I, I, I bet mm-hmm. you that'll be fun because the vibe there is sick it's
0: a great vibe it Tim's it only make... takes one swing to make a memory. That's yep. that's all I need. You
1: just need to make one skin. Yeah, Tim's gonna make a, a pair yeah, of those boxes make, make an, and an ace, and you will get a skin.
3: Yeah,
1: all it takes is one swing, buddy. Hopefully yeah, be, uh, that. That'd
3: be that be awesome.
0: We'll also so, be playing um, talking stick, weco Paw, and uh, AK Chin Southern Dunes, um, and then hopefully throwing maybe one or two other rounds in there. Both of you know how I travel, so it'll be a lot of golf.
3: So here's a quick talking point. What are you paying for Wicopa? Uh I want
0: to say it's around two thirty.
3: Two thirty for Wicopa. There was th- a story broke this week that the old course, St. Andrews, is ra- raising their rates, raising their rates this year. People were up in arms over there in Scotland to two ninety five. And Tim's playing two thirty to play Wicopa. <laughs> it's 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 all about the weather.
0: They, oh, I they, know that. They know we're sure, but- we are we
3: hostages. Could, we could spend an entire episode on me ranting about how overpriced American golf is. Cause it totally is Two night You could play five rounds at the old course for the cost of one round at Pell beach. Once you figure in the hotel state, it's required. It's insane. How good of a deal golf is over there compared so to, so I've here.
0: actually, I've got uh, for the, the Abu Dhabi tournament here for the DP world tour, it's a required stay and play.
3: Well, I'm sure it's um, not cheap.
0: No, no, it's not. This is let's see, average cost 745. This is without golf, 740 per room, 760, 775, 1300, 1500.
3: So crazy. when we're in the doldrums of like February, we we could have a legit talk about the Scots, the Scottish do it right. They they have world-class golf courses, you know, a whole bunch that are top 15, 20 in the world. And they're all public, pretty much. Other than, than probably, um, Muirfield, I suppose is kind of tough to get on, but um, they're all almost all public. They're not that expensive. They're way cheaper than the top flight U.S. courses. Uh, they got a. You know what? Out. Some
0: of the, some of the issue is, and here's some gossip for the listeners here in in Minneapolis. Uh, I met the director of golf for Hiawatha. Yes, there was a vote on it. No, it has not passed. And no, there aren't any anticipated changes to the course that are happening. So Hiawatha likely will continue to be 18 holes through 2023.
3: You know, uh, we, we should get some investors and break 80. We should just buy it. Even we as don't as want it. them. We, we don't want that floodplain. We don't, no, we don't but, want but that. It are, I've, never, I've never actually played Hiawatha. But are there nine holes that are higher?
0: There's certainly pieces of property that are a little higher. Yeah. Could you
3: make? Could you make it? It's a cool location. Could you make it like a Winter Park Nine, where it's just a cool vibe, nine holes. It's it's you know you can see the skyline probably all that stuff there. It's a. Mm.
0: Well, here's what I asked because what they charge at Columbia, Gross Theo, even there now, you can turn a profit. And they don't even do their own liquor representation. They hire out a third party to hold the liquor license and do the actual sale. So they're just doing the golf course, which seemed like, hey, you should make a profit. In fact, they do. They make a really good margin. The problem is that all profits get turned back into the parks department, where they're then divided, not not equitably back into the golf courses, but amongst all park projects throughout the city. Hmm. So... Uh, the golf courses do great. They're fundamentally financially sound. It's just when you take that money and you put it into the larger bucket, it gets divided between all the parks instead of just the golf courses, but they're yeah. suddenly, they suddenly don't have the, the, the finances to have a good grounds crew. Like they really could.
3: But if you have, if you cut down on the number of holes, you cut down on the number of, you know, grounds crew, every, you cut down on the number of everything needed you know you should you wise. should play that and and tell me that they put any money into that course. I have never I've never it's, it's the only one I have not played. But get, um keep
1: in mind they put 2.1 million dollars into it. I Park know nine. crazy.
3: But but you know like think about it. Winter Park 9, you guys played it, it's awesome, right? so fun. I think Goat Hill Park and, you know, in by San Diego is supposed to be awesome. Sweeten's Cove, amazing. Always is always sold out. There is a there's a there's a niche there for 9 hole like, but it's gotta be cool. It can't be, you know, just a piece of crap. Nine, it's gotta have crazy kind of greens or it's gotta have a lot of character to it. And we and did can, we had that niche.
0: We we had ponds at Battle 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 Creek. What was the the nine holer in Woodbury? I thought was was good. I mean, they had I good bent know. grass greens. It was a unique course and they shut that down for, for housing development. Yeah. It's a
1: little if bit on the suburbs though. Like this is like, this is like in St. Paul, is not it not? It's in Minneapolis. It's like, Minneapolis. Up, okay, mini- so you can see yeah, the skyline.
3: It's right, and, it's, it's right there. Yeah. Like excellent, excellent wings. Yeah. It's, it's, it's right there. And if you, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to have investors and you have to pump some money into it to get, you'd have to get some crazy greens, you know, some fun greens and you have to have a clubhouse where it's a really laid back fun place to be. But, there's definitely
1: that's, and you gotta be able to walk. Like it's gotta oh, be it's walkable. Walk.
3: Very
0: very walkable course. In fact, the so the building itself and the land is a historic site because it's it's one of the first places in the U.S. and then definitely in Minneapolis where they allowed black players to play and where they had league. Yeah,
3: it's got, it's got uh, a lot so of history.
0: It's a very significant site. Um, mm-hmm. for black golf in America and especially black golf in Minneapolis. So we won't ever lose the building. I don't think it's just, we can't, can't necessarily afford to lose that course. And they're, they're kind of up in, in arms with, well, we need all this money to renovate, to cut down costs later on. And, and I mean, government is doing government things and thank goodness we've got one more year. So if you're listening to this and you've, if you've never played high go get a piece of history, if you have keep supporting them. I suppose um, I'll have
3: to get out there this summer.
0: It's a great place to uh, to bring the old clubs.
3: Yeah, the vintage set. Jeff's got to get a vintage set for next summer.
1: I got a couple persimmons I got from Hunter, yeah. so we got to yeah, start. Yeah.
0: Gotta yep, yep. I, I, it's the best way to play it, I think. We'll
3: have to go out there and just start secretly mapping out nine holes where we want it for the Break Eighty <laughs> Golf Course at Break Eighty <laughs> Golf Design. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be sweet as hell. Mike is out there with his chainsaw cutting down all the trees. Yeah, it'd be, in it'd be links. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be the links. All course. links, links course in the city. Be perfect. <laughs> I heard the wind really rolls off that lake.
1: <laughs> all right, take us home, Timmy, with the uh, introduction to uh, salty golfer.
0: Yep. Uh, so for our our guest this week, uh, we've got Wes Lohman on. He is a um, kind of a celebrity out in the Myrtle Beach area. Uh, where he assists with uh, some of the travel plans and plannings, some of the the tournament setup, and uh, some of the vibes. So it's a pleasure to have him on for those folks that are are like me and like to leave Minneapolis when it's cold. Now is about the time you want to start your planning, um, your flight purchasing for that late March, early April into early May, depending on the snow. And uh, the Salty Golfer is is certainly someone you'll want to contact to help do that. So without further ado, here's that interview. All right. Well, really excited today. Uh, We've got the Salty Golfer, also known as Wes Lohman, on the the channel. A really big personality in the Myrtle Beach area. Uh, And just for the listeners out there, wanted to give you a couple stats. I I personally think this is the value capital of the U.S. Um, It's certainly... I think the greatest golf density in the U S with over 86 courses in Myrtle proper and over hundred in the surrounding area areas, uh, but definitely one of the most affordable places you can go. That being said, uh, salty golfer West Loman, thank you for coming on. I so appreciate you having
2: you. Yeah, man, it's my pleasure. Happy to do it. Happy to spread the word about how good golf is here in Myrtle beach and uh, kind of an unofficial official ambassador of Myrtle beach golf and you're you you, we're the golf capital of the world for a reason uh we've got 86 courses in my backyard and it's the most affordable golf you can play and it's not just resort golf either i mean we've got any kind of course you want we got it so um for the beginners for the mid-level for your plus handicaps we can make any kind of trip happen down here and and thanks for having me on i really appreciate it
0: absolutely i want to talk a little bit more about you because some of our, our listeners are, are just up here in Minnesota. Um, we're really trying to give people a little bit more, more travel room, right? Sure. Uh, we're, we're heading into the bears of the winter and the cold and the snow, and we want to give people a place to go. But I also want to tell them what it's like for that salty life. Because we yeah, see the stickers so- here. I don't know why we have them on cars, but I'm sure you see that salty life down there. What does it mean to be a salty golfer?
2: So we're just a, a laid-back golf lifestyle brand. We want to play the best golf we can play, but for us, it's more about creating memories on the golf course with people, with our, with, with our friends, with our family, whoever it might be, and what we do as the, as the brand the Salty Golfer, we help you create that trip, that memorable trip that you want to come back to year after year after year, and we want to document, we want to take care of the documentation while you're on the trip, we want to play with you if you want us to. We can be as involved or uninvolved in the trip as you want us to be. We can strictly book the, the rooms and the golf and let you be, or we can play every round with you. And or at least, we at least like to come out one day and just say hi and introduce ourselves and get you guys to sign our pirate flag and, and just be a part of the family now. So it's just really helping people create a golf memory and something that they can look back on and like, man, that was so much Remember when we did this? We're not always going to remember the scores, right? Unless it's something special—we break par, or we have a hole in one, or we hole out for an eagle. We're going to remember those things, but we're going to remember the 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 times we had, the beers we drank, the, the dinners we had, the laughs, and all that stuff. And we just want to kind of take the pressure off of you guys of having to do that. We want to be there, like when we when we go and play with you. We're filming. We're taking pictures. You don't know when we're filming. You don't know when we're taking pictures. But we're handling all that for you if you want us to be a part of that. And then at the end of the trip, we edit them, we get them all to you, and they're yours forever for us to have something to remember that by. And it just takes a lot of stress off, hey, let's get together, let's take a picture. You know, like we know the best spots to take the pictures on the golf courses, and we'll stop and, like, hey, this is a great spot. You got this behind you and this, blah, blah, blah. And that's just what we want to do. We just – we're trying to bring – more education to the Myrtle Beach golf area and just prove to people that is it affordable golf? Yes, but affordable doesn't mean bad. Cause we got some really, really great golf courses down here and we're, and we're excited to share them with everyone. So there you and go. For
0: those that are, are watching on YouTube and can see our faces right now, I've got a Caledonia shirt on. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite course in the area. Yeah. Uh,
2: that, that That place has my heart, man. I I love Caledonia. I spent a lot of time there. We take a lot of groups there. Uh, Caledonia and True Blue, their sister course, been very, very kind to me and what we've tried to create. And they were, you know, right there from the get-go. They saw it and they wanted to be a part of it. I can't thank Bob Sagani and his staff enough for seeing the vision and and wanting to get involved. So
0: you do bring up a good point because I'm traveling starting tomorrow. And truth be told, we leave Friday. I don't have anything booked for Friday. I don't have anything booked for Thursday a.m. And there's only three of us. It's, no. it's tough. It's tough to book. It's tough to get tea times to figure out where people want to play the coordination. And you're, you're doing that for folks.
2: Right. And, and it's so like, let me just give you an example. We just booked a trip for 16 golfers. If you've ever booked a trip, I don't care if it's three people or 20 people. If you're the leader of that trip, to get everyone together and on the same page and want to play, well, I want to play this course and I wanna play, this. it's tough, it's hard to do. So we try to help that person with that. We send them videos of courses that we think they would enjoy. We try to get what they're we ask them what their budget is per player. And we just try to educate, we we, you know, if they're coming down a certain time and they wanna play this course, well, we know when courses courses are gonna be punched or when they're gonna be aerated, like. That's the worst, right? Mm-hmm. You schedule a golf trip and you get to the course and they punch two days before you got there. Like, that's horrible. No one wants that. And uh, we help people with that. And, and and we educate them too. Like, you know, the chances of you playing Caledonia and True Blue and Willbrook and the Heritage Club for $250 is not going to happen, right? But if you're on that type of budget where you can only spend $400 per man or $600 per man or whatever it is, We can dial you in and still make sure you have a really good time at some really, really good golf courses. That's where we think that we help people out the most is we kind of explain to them like, Hey, if you want a true blue on your trip, we can make that happen. But here's what has to happen for that to happen. Especially if you are wanting to play three or four or five rounds, right. And you're on a budget. That's where we kind of come in and help you get you that ultimate trip where you're, you might not be able to play two of the best courses you wanted to play, but we can definitely get you in on one of them at least, you know. And it's all about the budget and what you're willing to spend. And we've got, we've got people playing golf down here four rounds for less than 400 bucks. Now, are they True Blue and Caledonia? No, but they're really nice golf courses and stuff like that. So that's just, that's just what we, we want to do. We want to help you guys map out the correct golf trip for you. And make sure you have a really good time doing it. So,
0: yeah. I say, can attest, I've, I've been down to the Myrtle area three times now, loved it every time I've gone. Um, but it can be stifling just how many options there are out there. So, having someone help narrow that down is, is such a big thing. Going to some of the best, though. Yeah. No, no price, no price point on these. Uh, what would you put in your top five for, for your top five courses there? this could uh,
2: change this could change weekly it really could um i'm gonna caledonia is probably always going to be number one i just that that's a very special place to me i love that golf course um you've been there the beauty of that golf course what mike Strantz did there with the little property he had was just incredible um that, that course's greatest defense is how beautiful it is. You get, you get all struck by how pretty it is. And the next thing you know, you're three over through two holes, and you're like, what, what just happened? So, <laughs> but um, that's always going to be up there. Um, I love Presswick, which is right down off of 544. It's a peat die, PD die design. Probably Bones uh, from hole one to 18, one of the more difficult golf courses down here. Uh, everyone knows the dive made golf courses to be hard mm-hmm. and uh, he, he, he succeeded with that on that golf course. Um, that's, that's always going to be in my top five too. Um, I love the heritage club. I think sometimes heritage club gets lost because it's down in there with, um, true blue and Caledonia. It's right, basically right across the street. I love that golf course. I love Jim Huntoon. Who's the head superintendent out there. Um, Tidewater up on the north end. Tidewater in Caledonia will always be in my top five. Tidewater is up on the very top of the, of the north end. Uh, its nickname is actually the Pebble Beach of the East. Um, it's got a bunch of holes on the marsh and waterway. Not waterway, but you can see the ocean from a few of the holes. Um, it can tip out to almost 7,300, I think. So if you catch the wind on a bad day and it's coming in off the coast, I mean, of course, you play 8,500. Uh, if you're tipping out, uh, always that course is always in, uh, in wonderful shape. Fairways are always great. Greens are always rock hard and fast. Um, fairways are like carpet. I mean, that golf course is is very special, a really good golf course. And, um, let's see, I would have to put, it's kind of a five and six kind of rotates for me. It's probably TPC Myrtle beach or, um, or true blue. I like both of those TPC, um, Dustin Johnson, you know, he has the big uh, kids am out here every year, the big world thing out here. Every year, the golf course is always in great shape. I mean, it's a TPC. So it's, you know, that kind of tells you what it is. It gets a lot of play because of that. Uh, True blue is another Mike Strance course, completely different from Caledonia. It's more like a tobacco road type feel, Uh, a lot of waste bunkers massive greens, uh, but narrow greens, just, uh, you know, it's a Mike's France course when you get there. So, uh, you can't really go wrong off the tee. It's wide open off the tee. And, um, just everything seems to be a waste area around the, the fairways, very tobacco roadish. That's probably my top five or six. Um, I, I do love this. Doesn't, it doesn't get a lot of package play per se on vacation. Um, uh, the, uh, Grand Dunes, not resort course, but the members course. Okay. Very nice. They just had the South Carolina amateur out there this year. Very good golf course. Uh, but to piggyback off of that, um, Grand Dunes resort just redid all of their greens, all of their bunkers. And that place is pretty special right now. And that's okay. one anyone can play. Uh, it's a very good golf course. Um, but that's probably my top five, six,
0: or seven. I'd say, yeah. i say I was I was so shocked by because I went and played Tobacco this last year, yeah. And the similarities between True Blue and and Tobacco. True right. Blue will get you warmed up to do the carnival rides. That is Tobacco when yeah, you right. go.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's half that's the cost. Right.
0: It it is half the cost of what Tobacco Road will cost you. So it's yeah. it's a right. fantastic price point.
2: Right. I just, I just, just for instance, I booked. A, I've got a group coming out in two weeks. They're playing. They're doing a. We've got a thing that we can do with uh, True Blue and um, Caledonian. It's called a two play stay, and it's it's um, that's a two play rate. I mean, and it's it's one hundred and seventy five bucks to play both courses, which is I think Tobacco Road sometimes is that you might be able to play that one time for Tobacco Road. It's kind of crazy. Two twenty five. So,
0: 225, yeah. and they, they might be raising their rates this year. So.
2: 100, and and that's the great thing about Myrtle Beach. I mean, Caledonia's a, a Golf Digest top 100. Um, mm-hmm. True Blue hangs around the, the 100 spot every year. Sometimes it creeps in, sometimes it doesn't. But if you're looking for if you're looking for really good golf courses for not like crazy prices, we can definitely help you out. That's for sure. Now, did.
0: Uh, the Dunes Golf and Beach Club, did they go private-private, or did they still have oh, some open tea times here a there? Great
2: question. So what we're hearing is, yes, you can, but they have spiked that price way up. Ah. And yeah, it's it sucks. But they have gone way up with that price to get it included in packages.
0: That is still – it's still the fastest greens I've ever played. They had the member guests the day after we played it. Oh, How so they it let us on. Right, yeah. I think they were going to have it
2: at a 14 and a half step. Yeah. And we were walking out. I played it out there. I played out there the day after they had an NCAA men's event. Mm -hmm. And they were, yeah. Where they
0: can put, oh my goodness. Where they can put pins and how fast they can get those greens.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. It's a great golf course. And I wish they, but I know they're trying to protect it. I get it. I understand that. But they, they are supposedly this spring raising that rate to get it. They're trying to. They don't mind it, but they don't want as much as they've had in the past, I guess.
0: Great logo. Still one of my favorites. I got a whole bunch of merch over here.
2: Maybe the best logo on the Grand Strand. The logo might be better than the (laughs) golf.
0: Well, it wasn't just golf that brought you to Myrtle, because where were you before we're, you're not a you're not a native, but I think that's no, not a Myrtle native, Beach.
2: but we've always been we've always owned property in Myrtle Beach condos and stuff like that. Family has and always vacation down here. Um, I was born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. My mom was in the music business, so I grew up in Nashville um, and then um, got kind of good at basketball uh, in high school and I transferred to High Point Western Academy of prep school in high point in North Carolina and played uh, high school basketball there. And then went on to play a little bit of college ball for, uh, just absolutely uh, broke my foot in more places than I thought you could break it. But that's, you know, neither here nor there anymore. But, uh, but like I said, always vacation in Myrtle. I have a day job and um, the day job needed me to move in between Fayetteville, North Carolina and Savannah, Georgia. So I was like, well, I know where I'm moving and uh, we moved to Myrtle Beach, which is right in the middle of those places, and um, yeah, so we've moved here in 2019 and have been here full-time since, and uh, but like I said, I've been coming to Myrtle Beach since I was three, four years old, so really a second home to me, so I I consider myself a, a full-blown local now that I'm here full-time.
0: Absolutely, and
2: I found it Myrtle to be one of the most inviting places because
0: there are so many transplants as as far as a, a city. You meet people from the northern part of Florida that got tired of so many people moving down to people from New York and Jersey that got tired of the cold and and ran away from the city. Have you have you felt that there as well just
2: how weird well, that's all been. So, Horry County, the county that Myrtle Beach is in is the fastest growing county in America right now. It just took the number one spot, so wow. yeah, I can we can fill it. So wow. and sad, three or four golf courses have closed down because they've been bought to make housing developments. So that's sad. I understand it. I get it. But um, but yeah, so it's kind of a it's kind of a the people that are locals now. No one the kind of running joke is no one's from here, but we all live here, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's kind of the running joke. So yep.
0: Well, for those of us that aren't there as frequently, we'll say, yeah. what are some of the other highlights of, of Myrtle beach? Um, some of the, the restaurants that someone should go check out or, or maybe a couple of the, the attractions that you're not a 36 whole day kind of, kind of group. Right. Yeah, absolutely. A-
2: and that's what, so I'll give you, I'll do one even better. I'll give you the idea of how kind of the salty golfer came about. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and this plays into that. So Let's just say you're down here on vacation. You're with your wife, a couple of kids, your parents or whatever. And you're the only one that plays golf, right? You're the only one in the family that plays golf. You want to play golf. Your wife's giving you permission to play a couple of rounds while you're on vacation. So you want to you get down in somewhere. So I know how it was when I would come down here because my wife doesn't play golf. My kids, I got a couple of kids now that play golf, but when they were babies, obviously they didn't. And my dad didn't my dad and his family didn't always come with us. So I was booking a tee time and then you get, you get teamed up with three people. You don't really know Then it's weird for three or four holes. They don't really want you a part of their group. And you're like, well, I wish I was playing by myself, you know, and then you entered, and then it's okay after four or five hours most of the time. Right. Yep. So then I was like, I live here. I'm taking pictures of these golf courses. I'm going out. I'm, I'm meeting all these people. Why don't I make myself available to that person that's coming to Myrtle beach, doesn't know anyone, wants to play golf, but doesn't necessarily want to be put with three other people he doesn't know. Well, if he's got me, he at least knows one person in the party, right? So that's kind of how we came up with the Salty Golfer. Uh, I was just that person that you were going to somewhat know because you follow us on Instagram and you recognize the face. And then, I I don't know, I can make friends with a a lamppost. So I can kind of make it easier on people to like get involved and, and just kind of keep everyone you know chill and, and we have a good time, and that was kind of how the salty golfer got started. Like, let me let me be the person you know if you don't know anybody but you want to play golf. But yeah, I man, I mean, the I got the beach right here behind me. Um, we have there's, I mean, we could have a we can have a podcast just about what to do when you're not playing golf in Myrtle Beach. I mean, you really could. Some of the best restaurants. Barefoot Landing is massive. It's restaurants and shopping. Uh, Then we've got Broadway at the beach. It's like 200 acres of nothing but restaurants and shopping. Uh, We have the Sky Wheel, which is right on the strip in downtown Myrtle. Uh, I think it's the second largest Ferris wheel in the world. Uh, I think London has the the first largest. Really cool to get on that thing, go all the way to the top. It's amazing how far you can see one direction the other. Um, they've really done a great job over the past couple of years of, of dumping some money into downtown Myrtle, getting some brand new restaurants. Riptides is a great bar down there that's on the beach. Great menu. We go there and hang out a bunch. Some of the biggest TVs I've ever seen in my life to watch a game. Um, and then you got down in Myrtle's Inlet, you've got this thing called the Marsh Walk. It's literally, it's literally a boardwalk that goes all the way out into the marsh. You've got ten, uh, seven or eight restaurants, tons of bars, a beer garden where you can go down, get a drink, and literally walk around until they call your name for your restaurant to be ready. Some of my favorite spots is Frank's Outback, absolutely killer restaurant. If you want to eat there, you need to go. You need to. If your golf trip is in August, you need to go ahead and call and get a reservation now. They, it's how good the food is. It, wow. It, uh, they stay booked. So they have a front of house, which is called Frank's, and then they have a Frank's Outback. It's an outdoor bar. Well, it's, I say it's outdoor. It kind of has tinting, so you don't, you're not going to be hot or anything like that. But one of the coolest spots in Myrtle Beach, uh, Frank's Outback. I like to go hang out at Bubba's Love Shack, which is down at the Marsh Walk, uh, one of my favorite spots. Uh, up at Barefoot, we take a lot of golfers to Umberto's. It's called Pittsburgh Italian. Some of the best bill chops, pork chops, ribeyes you've ever put in your mouth. I'm talking about just melting your mouth. Crazy good food. Um, Rapones, it's probably the best pizza on Myrtle Beach. Uh, so keep that in mind. It's up, uh, it's almost right at uh, Alligator Adventure. I'm sure you've heard of that down here. It's like Caddy cornered Alligator Adventure. They have a big uh, open wood fire grill. I mean or stone, whatever it's called, and that's how they cook their pizzas. And all their pizzas are like 10, 12 inches. So it's almost like a your own pizza, I guess. And it's kind of shaped like a football almost. Um, some really authentic Italian choices for pizzas, and then they got, you know, your classic New York style with pepperoni and all that. But uh Rapones, if you want a good slice of pie, that's where you need to go. So, so i there's, there's there's just so much. To do from the time you wake up to the time if you don't go to sleep, there's just there's nightlife, three, four, five o'clock in the morning if you're into all that. There's bars that stay open. I think you can drink until two a.m. Uh, one of my favorite spots is at Broadway Crocodile Rocks. I love the piano bar there. It's a great spot to hang out. Um, yeah, man. So and we get different types of groups. We get groups that are just here to play golf. They're your 36 a day. They just want to sandwich at night, go home, look at what they're playing tomorrow and put their game plan together. Right. And then we have guys down here on bachelor parties that golf is just part of the trip and they're playing two or three times, but they want to know where the bars are and you know, all of that stuff. We've done honeymoons. Um, we hosted a couple of honeymoons last year, which was, which I never thought you told me I'd be hosting honeymoons. I told you you were crazy, but we hosted honeymoons, honeymoon. So we showed them a good time. And, uh, so yeah, there's just so much to do here. I mean, like I said, you could have a completely different podcast on what not to do while you're not playing golf. I mean, yeah. what to do while you're not playing golf. So,
0: I've I've always loved the Myrtle area just for the all the different things that you can be involved in, and in, in one different trip. And I know for our group, I, somehow we found Dirty Dons early on.
2: Yeah, great spot. Yeah,
0: fried, fried, deep fried anything from the sea, and <laughs> uh, awesome. and then we had a horrible time. We ate way too much at uh, goodness, uh, Captain George's. Yeah. Got to be careful, man. You go to those all-you-can-eat
2: buffets, oh. join you for the next next day. Yeah, I was
0: I was shocked at the amount of birthday parties in one location for for anyone to have. I mean, every table felt like there was a birthday party going on. But
2: the first time I went in there, I was shocked at how many people they could fit in there. Huge, huge, It doesn't. I mean, it looks big on the outside, and it's right next to the PGA Superstore. And I went in there, and I was like, how are they getting all of these people in here? It's massive. It's crazy. crazy. For the
0: listeners, uh, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet, and it's got a couple different full-size, nearly full-size, pirate-themed uh, buffets. And, and you, they are sky high. Uh, they have sails, and, and they are shaped like a ship. Uh, the food is – we got real full. We didn't turn down any plates, that's for sure. Uh, but switching over kind of mentioned and remind me again, I I'm, I'm kind of familiar with the, uh, the grateful dead logo, but that bear gets a little dressed up kind of like your,
2: yeah. So we, we, we love music, man. Like we are all about music. Um, I haven't had a group yet that said we couldn't have a speaker going when we were playing with them. So I'm thankful for that. Um, music's a big part of what we do. Uh, there's always music going in the shop. Um, I listen to music more than I watch TV, uh, and that's, that's the truth. I uh, grew up in a very musical family. Uh, yeah, so we, um, we actually actually got him on right here, but we teamed up. Um, for those that don't follow, uh, the guy that does a lot of our, well, I should say a lot, but does quite a bit of our artwork is Richard, and he runs the page called Slacker Tide. Works with Foot Joy, uh, works with the, works Howler Brothers, a lot of different people, does a lot of artwork for them. And I just told Richard, I said, I want a bear. I want a grateful dead bear swinging a golf club, um, surfing. And I don't know, maybe put something in his mouth and you can it, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a cigarette. Maybe it's a marijuana cigarette. I don't know. It's your interpretation, your interpretation. So in many States, they're both legal. That's right. That's right. So, um, he said, yeah, I got you, man. And, uh, Couple of weeks later, he came up with that. I didn't change anything on the design. Uh, we've made we made head covers with it, hoodies, t-shirts. And I tell you what, we can't keep them in stock. It's 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 really cool how that. And we've really been blessed with the whole merchandise thing's kind of a bonus for us. We have these ideas and come up with a lot of cool merch. And and we just try to stay outside the box, not traditional golf attire. You know our. our our, uh, our wheelhouse is hoodies and pocket t-shirts and, you know, hats that you would either go fishing in or, you know, go surfing or, or, or whatever. That's, that's kind of what we're about. And so, uh, but yeah, so I'm a big, I great, see- go ahead. I
0: was going to say, I you've even got one of the, uh, the cord hats on right now. And I see there's yeah. uh, a theme around, uh, around the website
2: on the cord hat.
0: So bring yeah. it back, bring back something know, we'll
2: you do, it back. Do, um. Yeah. We do a lot of hats, man. And then we, we can kind of coin the phrase, the dirty Myrtle golf club. We have a, they called, they call Myrtle beach, the dirty Myrtle. I'm not really sure where that nickname came from. I kind of have an idea, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think back in the day we were Myrtle beach, maybe had the most um, gentlemen's clubs per capita at one point. I think that might be how we got the name, the dirty Myrtle. I don't know though. I've only been told that. So don't quote me on that. But, um, Anyway, we thought let's just make a hat that says the Dirty Myrtle Golf Club, and we did. And I mean, they were sold out in a day. It's crazy, absolutely not, So
0: I'm uh, I'm jumping on the Wikipedia page just to include that in. So now it's facts. Now is, it's is that, is
2: that what it is? Wow. Oh yeah,
0: it's going to be fact here in a second. <laughs> uh, that's that's wonderful. So did the did the apparel side come before the the salty golfer side, or, or which what was the what was the evolution of, of Salty? Did it start as the personality so, doing the
2: plunger in the tournament and then morph well, into apparel? All, or? all of the, the tournament came. The, the tournament was an idea that I didn't even think would be in play yet. I'll be honest with you. Um, so I just started going. So let me rewind a little bit. So Katie and I, my wife, we had a hobby. We called it a hobby. And we, so we both have day jobs. We're like, man, let's make some really cool clothing and apparel that's ocean themed and we were making patch hats and we had our own embroidery machines and our own heat seal machines and and we were we owned a company called old north state clothing company we lived in north carolina and everything was nautical themed it wasn't golf or anything like that everything was just beach themed and we got really good at it but we were getting so busy with it that it became more of a hobby more of like a like we weren't, we weren't as committed as we thought we were going to be to this. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So we had a guy offer us, offer to buy the company with all the equipment and fabric and everything that we had. And um, I even offered to sell him the Instagram page. He didn't want the Instagram page. And uh, so at the time, I only had like 1500 followers at the time. I was like, what am I going to do with this Instagram page? I don't want to like get rid of it, but what am I going to do with it? And Katie, my wife, I mean, she, she really gets all the credit for this. She says, well, you love the ocean, and you love playing golf, and you love photographing golf courses. Why don't you just call yourself the Salty Golfer? like, okay, that works. So we changed the name to the Salty Golfer. I made a sticker of my face wearing sunglasses and put Salty Golfer in the sunglasses and threw it out. After, I don't know, about a month or so of calling myself the salty golfer, I made 100 stickers. So these are two bucks. Anybody want them? And I sold out in less than a day. So I was like, okay, we might be onto something here. So that, and then it just kind of fell into place like, hey, we need you to move to a central location or move to Myrtle Beach. And then now I got 86 golf courses to photograph in my backyard. And then it came like, okay, well, now I can be. I can help people out there down here by themselves playing golf. I can be their playing partner. And then what if we do, what if we do like a run of t-shirts or head covers? And I kid you not, the first, the first set of head covers and t-shirts, I mean, first set of head covers we did, they were gone in three hours, literally gone in three hours. Now, all I did, like I did 20 hybrid covers, 20 fairway, 20 driver covers. They're all gone. I was like, okay, now we're really on to something here. So we started doing all this merchandise drops. Like we wouldn't do it like one after the other. We like quarterly, because I was by myself, right? I'm like, day mm-hmm. hey, job, other stuff going on. We'll just do stuff quarterly. And I was doing like small supply, high demand, right? So I wasn't doing like a crap ton of it. And people were getting mad, like it's selling out. I'm like, well, you gotta kind of, I'm telling you when it's dropping, you gotta, you gotta get on it. So but um, then fast forward a year, we got up to like four thousand Instagram followers. Last January, I took on a full time business partner, Anthony, who's going to come today. But he had something else going on. Actually, I think he's playing golf. So, uh,
0: that's a good place to be. Yeah, yeah. that's so, on
2: brand. Yeah, it's on brand, hundred <laughs> percent. So, um, uh, Anthony came on as a full time partner. We got the business LLC. We got it. Um, is it copy trademarks? Mm-hmm. and uh, got all that stuff done, and um, within a year, now we're at just over 11.2k in Instagram followers, and, you know, we're doing merch every month, and host. we hosted, I think, over 30-some groups last year. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy how it's taken off, and I love every minute of it, and, you know, the goal is one day to this is all I do, right? Like I'm just the salty golfer. We, I mean, we bought a freaking 72 VW bus this year. I mean, I mean, at the end of last year. I mean, how crazy is that? So our podcast, Welcome to Puttsville, which um we we have shows on on the 15th, the first and 15th every month. That's going to start being the backdrop of the podcast. And um so it, it's really it's been a blessing, man. It's it's a blast. It's fun to meet all these people. And we carry around a pirate flag and when you can play golf with us or we're lucky enough to set up a golf trip for you. We bring a bottle of rum or a bottle of whiskey. We all do a shot together and you, you sign the flag for us. And we're all, we've almost filled up our second flag. So um, it's really cool to see how many people, and some people sound that flag twice, which is even better. You know, that means we're getting repeat business. And, and uh, so it's, it's really cool how, how it's taken off and, and as much as it grows and as, as big as it's getting, I just try to stay as real as possible. I want I want people to know that when they DM the page or they email us, it's me or Anthony, man. That's who you're getting responses from. If you got questions about Myrtle Beach golf golf courses, whether I'm booking your trip or not, I'm going to be as honest and upfront with you as possible. If a course is not playing well or if it's something wrong with it or it's not in great shape, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to – because. I don't want you to come down here and get a bad taste in your mouth. I, w- I would rather you say, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, maybe that course is in better shape the next time you're down. So it's um, we're really trying to we're really trying to do our best to get that younger demographic like yourself down to Myrtle Beach, and down to Myrtle Beach a lot because we think it is affordable for those golfers from ages 20 to 35, 40 years old. Um, I think sometimes we get the stigma that Myrtle Beach golf is for those 60 year old and older generation. And it is, we don't, we want those guys to be down here too. gum, man, there's a lot of stuff to do for you young guys too. And, and we just want to, that's what we're trying to do. That that's really what we're concentrating on in 2023 is getting that younger demographic excited about Myrtle Beach golf and uh, just showing them a good time at the end of the day.
0: I say for the listeners that haven't been, that haven't booked, Last time I was in Myrtle Beach and, and myself and another golfer went off property, had we stayed on property, we played 36 holes a day for six days, five nights for $660. There is no better value in the U.S. than going to Myrtle. And, and it was a Pete Dye, PB Dye, uh, Tom Doak course, and then don't remember the third designer, but goodness, uh, there is some value to be had.
2: Yeah, so I'll, I'll just I'll tell you this: we booked that that group of sixteen, and they're staying on the ocean. They're playing True Blue, Willbrook, Um, Pine Lakes, and I can't think of the other two courses. And every man staying for less than six hundred dollars on the ocean. That's the wonderful! It's
0: crazy, yep. it's crazy. So when this will be our our last question? Because oh. my hope is is we can continue to bring light to some of the other best parts of this country because there are so many golf capitals not like Myrtle, not like Myrtle. but if you do leave yeah and sometimes you got to get away because it does get a little hot in let's say July sure. um, Is there a place in the US that you like to visit best?
2: You know what I've never been to Scottsdale and those and played any of those golf courses. I think that I just watching some of those golf courses on YouTube and I think I would absolutely have a blast out there. Um, it looks like a really good time. I've never really played desert golf. Um, I think I think that would probably be the place that I would want to go and just spend a week. Maybe maybe do it around the, the waste management or something like that. That'd uh, be, be that would be an absolute blast to be able to to go there and ex- that, that golf. I don't know when that golf tournament starts. I kind of feel like okay, golf is back. You know, that's kind of like my – all right, golf's back. So I yeah. know it's already back, but that tournament kind of gets it rolling for me. And, um, but probably, probably, that, I mean, this is cliche. Who wouldn't want to go play Pebble Beach? I think that would be an absolute blast to go do that. But if I had to, if you said, Wes, you got two weeks to live, where do you want to go spend a week and play golf? I think I'd say Scottsdale. I think that would be my pick.
0: All right. Well, from, from that, uh, I'll say thank you, Wes. Thank you for your time, for the insight on on Myrtle Beach. And, uh, we so appreciate it. Hopefully I'll, I'll be hitting you up and I'll see you here sometime soon. If not this year, for sure next year.
2: We'd love to have you, man. If if you guys need anything, all you got to do is Google the salty golfer. All the Instagram stuff is the salty golfer. So check us out. We'd love to help you out anyway. If you got any questions, we're here for you. Do appreciate it. All right, man. We'll see you. you uh-huh.